Big Ten Media Day is today. Let's take a look at what we should expect from the conference and the Hoosiers both. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, July 26th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. A little bit of a special episode this week. We missed one last week, but it's Big Ten Media Day today. We are going to be there in person, so I figured we could do a quick little episode of what to expect from Media Day First, make sure you're following us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We're going to be tweeting updates, quotes, everything uh, of that nature uh, today from Media Day. So make sure you guys are following there. What should we expect from Media Day? I know these are always kind of uh, formalities in a lot of ways. That's how I always kind of view them. But this year, there is a lot of intrigue that is going to be at Media Day simply because of the recent... USC UCLA news that is certainly going to be a topic and and just kind of taking a look I figured we could at what to expect from from Kevin Warren from Tom Allen from the players as well here at media day as I said Kevin Warren's going to speak first it's going to be his first really public comment since USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten outside of the the statements that were put out and things of that nature. He's going to have questions about it, almost certainly. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see just the discussion around that. Get some more insight into potentially what the timeline was, how quickly it happened, why they said yes. I mean, it, it's still, uh, they won't say the actual reason, which is money, but... I'd like to hear what rationale they have for adding somebody in Los Angeles to the conference. So just that whole discussion around USC, UCLA and what Kevin Warren has to say about it, potentially any more expansion. I don't think that the big 10 is looking right now. I don't expect Kevin Warren to confirm that they're looking right now, but it's going to be asked, just get his thoughts on, on what that looks like for the Big Ten moving forward. And kind of on that note, there's going to be questions about future scheduling, how that's going to work. They may not have an answer right now, but again, it's going to be something that's asked. Are they going to do pods within the conference? Four, four-team pods, uh, perhaps to make scheduling a little bit better. Are they going to go kind of a rotating route? Before USC and UCLA uh, joined the idea was a three-five-five schedule with three protected rivals, five uh, games rotating outside of that. Do they look at some type of version of that now with UCLA and USC? There's just so many questions that have to be answered about just that move alone that it's hard to really look past that and, and try to think of anything else. It's certainly what I'm going to be interested in hearing from Kevin Warren uh, today and it's just going to be super interesting to hear his his thoughts on the matter. Tom Allen obviously is going to speak some things I'm going to be looking forward uh, to hearing from him about the QB battle uh, with Jack Tuttle, Connor Bazelak. He's not going to give any insight into who's leading the way. He's going to be asked about it. He's going to give a very 
formulaic answer about um, one of them being a returning player, one of them transferring in kind of with the expectation of playing. It's going to be interesting to hear uh, his thoughts, but he's not going to give any type of insight. The man didn't schedule a spring game because he didn't want to give anything away. He's not going to give anything away a month before the season starts either. So I don't expect any real answers there, but it'll be interesting to, to see and to um, take note as to what he says there. And just the his answer to just kind of how you bounce back from last season. It's going to be something that he's almost certainly going to be asked all the momentum they had a two win season last year. How do you move forward like that? They cleaned house everywhere almost, uh, especially on the offense and a number of the coaches. How do you regroup after that and, and get back that momentum that you lost? It's going to be something I'm interested to hear his answer on and and what his take is on how you regroup. Three Hoosier players are going to be there. Cam Jones, Tywan Mullen, A.J. Barner. With all due respect to A.J. Barner, it's Cam Jones and Tywan Mullen I am most interested in hearing because those are going to be two of the leaders of the team this year. Uh, we heard Tom Allen say last year that he didn't think uh, the team came in with the right mindset, more or less. Uh of working hard and continuing to fight. They, they kind of let the ranking they had get to their head a little bit, if we're being honest. So interested to see what his, um, what those guys have to say about their roles as leaders this season. And specifically for them, how they get the defense to return to a high level that Tom Allen uh, expects. Maybe Tom Allen will give some insight as to, uh, why he took over the defensive play calling. I know he's talked about it, but uh, when you get in these national settings, a lot of people ask questions that have already been answered, so maybe he gives some more insight there. But Cam Jones and Tywin Mullen are going to be two of the leaders of that defense. They have a lot of responsibility, and they're going to be uh, looked at asked and asked about how they get the defense playing back to a high level. I think a lot of their problems last season were a bit out of their control. They were on the field a whole lot each and every game. I think that wore them down both over the course of each game and the season as a whole. Um, I The offense probably isn't going to be a whole lot better this season, so got to kind of figure out ways around that. Turnovers just were something they could not get last season. That's been a hallmark of Tom Allen defenses. Um, things of that nature just... Uh, we'll be interested to hear what those two have to say about bouncing back as well and getting back to that top 40, top 30, even potentially top 25 defense that Tom Allen has had in the past. It's going to be a really interesting day. I'm really excited to be there today. Uh, really looking forward to that again. Make sure you're following us over at LO underscore Hoosiers on Twitter. We'll give your quotes, your updates throughout the day over there. There was some IU football news as well. Two players that will not be on the team next season. Uh, we'll get you the information on why they won't be and how that affects the Hoosiers. First, though, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. No exaggeration. And guess what? There is a new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough. So excited for this. Cookie dough is my favorite flavor 
And now Built Bar has them covered in chocolate. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. They are real cookie dough chunks. And of course, 100% real chocolate. They have all the hallmarks of Built Bar. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein. Like all Built Bars, uh, they're covered in that 100% real chocolate. But they are still healthy for you, tasty as well. What's great about Built is that all of these bars are made with collagen proteins, uh, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something good that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is a perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Just a reminder, starting next week, we're back to a daily episode uh we the summer break is over football is starting obviously with big Ten media today uh media day today say that five times fast uh so we're going back daily next week and uh, starting to dive back into things so monday through friday next week make sure you guys are subscribed both wherever you're listening to podcasts and over at youtube as well that audience is constantly growing you guys can join in over there Let's jump back into the IU football news. Uh, A familiar name will not be a part of the Hoosiers next season. David Ellis uh, has medically retired, ending his college football career. He took a medical hardship disqualification. Um, It it stinks. Uh, Obviously, running back, wide receiver, kind of specialist who flashed a lot as a it's kind of the third down back, the the Swiss Army knife of sorts guy who can make plays as a receiver out of the backfield, a slot guy. Uh, the problem was the injuries and it kind of a recurring ankle injury, recurring foot injuries that ruled him out last season entirely uh, and is going to end his career now. Really, really disappointing for him, sad for him. Uh, and that, that's just always my first thought with these, just these guys getting something taken away from them when it's not even, uh, under their control. Um, Ellis didn't take part in spring pack practice, uh, because of the injury. He didn't heal enough to take part. Clearly that injury didn't improve enough to even play this season. Um, with the medical disqualification, he still has his scholarship to Indiana, but it does not account against the NCA limit of 85 scholarships for the football program. But now it puts IU immediately back into a familiar position. When you're looking at the Hoosier running back room now, again, undermanned, you have Sean Shivers there from Auburn, who I think most people expect to be the starter. Uh, we may get some more clarity on that. Uh, too deep depth chart is eventually going to come. It's come during media day uh, before. Uh, we'll certainly react to it if it does. Josh Henderson from North Carolina it transferred I, with uh, the assumption of him most likely playing more. You have redshirt freshman David Holloman, 
uh, and Trent Hallen, both redshirt freshmen. You have true freshman Jalen Lucas, the athlete uh, that came in and, and became a running back. Uh, they have a couple walk-ons, Charlie Spiegel, uh, who I know Indiana folks are probably familiar with, but um, outside, that's it. That's their running back room. Only five guys on scholarship. The, it's too late in the season, uh, barring something drastic to bring anybody into the program. So that's kind of where Indiana is at. And once again, it it's tough. It's a tough situation. They were undermanned there last year. They're undermanned there again this year, and they're undermanned and unproven. Ellis was one of the only guys who had really done anything for Indiana in the Big Ten uh, in that running back room, and he's no longer there. So tough blow for the offense that already had so many questions. Um, Tough blow for them just right off the bat coming into this season. Um We'll see how they adjust. I don't know what type of role he would have had. He was certainly a third down pass catching option that IU doesn't have now. So I don't know if they've moved somebody else into that role. If they adjust and don't even really have a third down back like that, we'll have to see. There's a there's options potentially, but um, they're all unproven. So tough blow for them. Another medical uh, retirement, Dellen McCullough the second. Um, tweeted out on Monday that his football career is over as well. Uh, Just a snippet of that. He said, after talking with my trainers and the doctors about a recent injury, I won't be able to handle the physical demands of the game. As a result, I've decided to hang up my cleats for good. Another bummer of an injury again. As I said, it's hard not to think of how the kids kind of react to this and they're not even kids, how these players, these young adults react to this news. Um, Because again, this is something they've done their whole lives. They expected to go to college and do, and it's kind of torn away from them. McCullough obviously transferred over from Western Kentucky. Didn't play a ton last season, but um, he was back. Uh, He played in 10 games but they were all on special teams, I guess is the better way of wording that. He didn't play a ton as a defensive back, which is his position. Um, but he was still um, he was still on the roster and, and expected to, to be a part of this team. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a wild ride for this McCullough family when it comes to the Hoosiers. A year ago, uh, Della McCullough was the running back coach. Uh, Della McCullough the second was a safety. Uh, Deshaun McCullough was committed, as was Day McCullough. Fast forward to this July, and Deshaun McCullough is the only one of that family left at Bloomington. Dellen obviously went to Notre Dame. Day went to Cincinnati. Uh, well, he's committed there. He hasn't gone there yet. Uh, and then Dellen uh, the second retires today. So Deshaun is the only one left, the the linebacker slash defensive back slash monster back, as our own John Garcia uh, called him. It's been a wild ride. It's unfortunate, but um, I wish both Dellen and uh, David Ellis all the best, uh, and I hope they're able to kind of navigate this post-NFL career 
uh, well as they kind of adapt to not having that around anymore. Um, obviously, David's injury uh, tests IU a little bit more than Dellen's, but sucks to see both of them go two blows right before the season is about to start. It'll be interesting to see if the Hoosiers try to use either of those scholarships in the transfer portal. Um, I doubt it's, I, I think it's probably too late to getting to get any kind of instant impact player. We'll see. Maybe fall camp shakeups lead to something, but uh, I'd be surprised if there's any kind of instant impact type of players that can come in. But those are two scholarships you can potentially use to bring in a midseason transfer and and get them started off right. Speaking of kind of recruiting and bringing guys in, Xavier Booker announced his top 10. That includes Indiana. Uh, We'll get some insight into that, where the Hoosiers are, what he had to say about IU as well here in just a moment. We mentioned on Monday's show, if you guys didn't listen to it, it was a really big recruiting update. We mentioned Xavier Booker was expected to narrow his list uh, well, he's I, the wording was cut down his recruitment. Uh, we didn't know what that meant. What it ended up meaning is that he now has a top 10 uh, for his recruitment. Alphabetically, it is Auburn, Cincinnati, Gonzaga, IU, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oregon, and Purdue. Little surprising that there's no big programs in there. You're, there's none of your, your Dukes, your UNCs, your Kansases. Kentucky's schools like that, none of those are, are really in there. Gonzaga is is kind of of that ilk of late, but your kind of traditional blue bloods aren't really there, which is really interesting. Uh, a lot of schools in the area, Cincinnati, IU, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Purdue, seven of his top ten are all in that Midwest, really condensed little area. He had... He, he gave some comments to 247 Sports um, about his recruitment. Uh, we'll dive into them specifically, but he mentioned relationships a lot, and that's clearly very important to him. Um, and, and having, I, I think that reflects in, in his top 10 and the guys who have been around, the coaches, the programs that have been around in the Midwest and have recruited him, I think that's why they make this top 10. He's taken official visits to IU, Michigan State, Notre Dame, and Purdue. He is setting up official visits to Ohio State and Michigan as well. Uh, He's already set one for Ohio State. He is working on scheduling one for Michigan. As I said, he gave comments about every school in the top 10. Here's what he had to say about IU. Quote, Mike Woodson's going into a second year there, and I've developed a really good relationship with him. There's that buzzword. He came to the la- to my last two games yesterday, and I've developed a good relationship there. I went on a visit there, and I really liked it, and, ca- and I could see myself fitting in. Uh, Woodson doesn't refer to his players as ones, twos, threes, fours, or fives. He refers to them as basketball players and really wants them to be able to do everything, so I really like that about him and his program. It's interesting. We talked about Booker in in Monday's show. Again, I recommend you guys go listen to that after this to get caught up in all this recruiting uh, because there are three IU players taking visits to uh, the campus this week as well. But when it comes to Booker, he is a a prospect that um, can do a lot of things. He's a big um, and 
he can still create off the dribble, score from outside. Uh, so that type of versatility, kind of speaking to that with Mike Woodson, that's very interesting. It, um, that mindset from Mike Woodson seems to fit Xavier Booker's game. Is probably the best way to describe it. I will say, and we talked about this on yesterday's show, it sounds like Michigan State, Notre Dame, and Purdue have the inside track. If you read his quotes about each of those, it was a lot about his relationships with those coaches. That clearly means a whole lot to him. I think I was playing a little bit of catch up there, but there's few people I would trust more to kind of build a relationship like that than Kenya Hunter and Mike Woodson. Now, that being said, he Xavier Booker didn't give a specific timeline for when he wanted to make his decision, but he was talking like before school or early fall. Before school seems really early because that's basically like two weeks. Uh, I'd be surprised if he made a decision that quickly, but I mean, I was surprised that Malik Renault committed to IU on his visit. So um, I guess to a certain degree, you can, you can never really expect uh, with, you have no idea what to expect with these recruits, but in the fall is basically when he wants to get this done. So this is going to move quick. I think he's already taken those official visits. Like we said, we'll see if I use able to play catch up enough with Mike Woodson, with Kenya Hunter, uh, and kind of close that gap between the relationships he has with some of those other in-state schools and, Michigan State as well. So it's going to be really interesting. Like I said, I think this is going to move kind of quickly here in the next couple months. Um, I spoke about it yesterday. I would love to see him in Cream and Crimson just because it's always great to see the top Indiana basketball recruit coming to, coming to IU, especially when they're ranked as highly as Xavier Booker is. He would be up there with the Cody Zellers, uh, Yogi Ferrell's, Romeo Lankford's, Maybe not quite as much fanfare as Romeo had, but these top, top guys in Indiana committing to the Hoosiers. So we'd love to add another to that lineage with Xavier Booker. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to obviously recap media day for IU. Now, know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter, again, one more time, at LO underscore Hoosiers. We'll be tweeting quotes from there. Make sure you guys... Uh, follow us over there. Subscribe to the podcast uh, real quick and leave that rating and review uh, wherever you guys do listen to us at, specifically over at Apple. That helps us out a ton. Really, really appreciate it when you guys do that. Most importantly, though, guys, hope you all have a great Tuesday. Tune in to Big Ten Media Day, but most importantly, have a terrific, terrific day and LEO.